this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Wendy. And welcome to the Toasted Toasted Marshmallow Marshmallow Adventures Podcast. Tonight, via Zoom, we have comedian and writer Josh Johnson with us. Welcome to the show, Josh. We are happy to have you tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for hanging out with me for a while. Round two. Yeah, (laughs) we had some technical difficulties (laughs) last time. So sorry. Yeah. No worries. I've been watching too many YouTube videos on how to make things uh, better for recordings. And, uh, you pushed the wrong button. Pushed the wrong button. Yes. <laughs> I figured happens. it out, though. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Oh, we felt terrible. There. So, anyway, yeah. thank you so much for coming back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Are you, you're not, so you're not currently on tour because I think I read you were touring with Trevor Noah. Yeah, so the tour is like happening, but it's just not every day. So, you know, like we go out next weekend Mm -hmm. um, and then we don't go out for a little while and then we go out for like a couple weekends. So it's it's just the tour as it stands of like the whole span of it. So where are you hitting? What cities? I think we're going to North Carolina and then we're going to Vancouver. Oh, dang. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. No, no Idaho on the schedule. <laughs> there, I, you know, I have to look. There might be something in Boise. I feel like everyone goes to Boise when they hit Idaho. Yeah, I mean that's it's our biggest city, so that's where you got to go. Yeah. If you want to get yeah. a crowd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I was uh, let's see, I watched your uh, hashtag special. Um, now is it just hashtag or is it hashtag hashtag? It is just hashtag. The thing okay. is with the, so it, initially we just wanted it to be the symbol, but the metadata for some platforms wouldn't take it. So then oh. we had to say it just in case they wouldn't take the symbol. So I understand yeah. it looks like hashtag hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Presented by tw- Trevor Noah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you're touring with him, right? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. At the time, that's for, what's the name of the tour that you're on? Uh, back to abnormal. Yeah, back to abnormal. Dang. Well, <laughs> if you come to Idaho or close to Idaho, we're gonna have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it'll be a fun time. All the shows have been really phenomenal. Like oh, awesome. people have been yeah. great, and performances have been really good. So it's 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 been a blast. Um, and then just yeah in the meantime yeah i've been in spending extra time in new york and mm-hmm. stuff is and, that your home um, base yeah so i live in okay. brooklyn so that's where i am most of the time and honestly <laughs> i was actually talking about it on uh on my podcast um they'll come out i think this episode will come out tomorrow but um <laughs> i was telling my co-host about how I was asking all my friends since Valentine's Day just passed, like what were some of their like Valentine's Day, like core story type things. And one of my friends told me <laughs> that she went on a date with this guy and, you know, they, the, the it just so happened that their first date landed on Valentine's oh, Day. So this man. is years ago, Pressure. but it's like yeah. it has all this like 
pressure of of like mm-hmm. this has to be a dope date and she almost mm-hmm. she almost messaged him to be like hey do you want to cancel yes. and like and reschedule <laughs> but because because of the pressure like the implied like um stakes yeah. of the date and then she was like no because i don't want to make him think that i'm not interested you know oh, yeah. mm. and so so then they just go on the date like regular right yeah. and they decide to meet at the park, have like a nice little walk around and chat and then go to a dinner and then go to uh, a movie. Right. And mm. th- they get there and, you know, they, they hit it off because they've been building up this rapport for I don't know how long they have been talking, but, you know, they've been like chatting for a bit. So they already had their little inside jokes, everything. Yeah. And uh, as they're walking out of nowhere, he like. You know the the thing when you're driving, like let's say you're in the passenger seat, and you're driving, and your mom has to like slam on the brakes, and she just slams her hands yes. like across mm-hmm. you. So they're walking, and he just does that immediately, like, like <laughs> and it's like hard, like it startles her, it's like like really hard, and uh, he he lowers his arm, he's like, sorry, I I. I thought a football was going to hit you. <laughs> and she looks around and there's not even a football in the air. Like there's like there's not there's nothing around that looks like a football anything, right? And so then so then they, they keep walking and she cannot shake this thing. She was like, "Why do you think a football was just going to hit me out of nowhere?" And so finally she asks him like it is like 10 minutes have passed by oh, the way. Geez. And they've changed the subject and they've like kept talking, kept walking. And uh, she was like, hey, why did you think a football was going to hit me? And without missing a beat, my man just goes, um, I'm, I'm psychic. So, <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. But <laughs> she... So she says, oh, in the most polite way possible. Like she's like, yeah. oh, all right. Uh, but, you know, and she's also not a full full skeptic about psychics. Like mm-hmm. they, they never talked about this before. This wasn't like something that they bonded over. But it was just something where he happened to luck out that she kind it's of, okay you know, is, is like adjacent to the belief in psychic like she doesn't yeah. fully believe in psych but she was like oh okay all right you know she like yeah. does some astrology and stuff she's like whatever right and they keep walking and talking and um she's like how like like how do you know like is it your is it your thing or like how do you and he's like ever since i can remember when i was little um i would have this feeling and the way that he described it was that if he has like a psychic moment, it's almost yeah. like that's so Raven. Like it's, it's almost exactly <laughs> that because he will experience the thing as if it's happening, wow. even if nothing has happened. And even if it's not oh, gonna wow. happen to him. So like if he had a vision of like being in a car accident, he'd flinch like he was in a car accident as he was standing there. Anyway, oh, wow. he's, he's describing that to her and they're still walking in the park and truly out of nowhere, a football hit him in the throat and like <laughs> and like hit him hit him so square in the throat <laughs> that he went down like it didn't just bump his neck it like pelted him in the throat and he went down hard and oh my god he's just laying on the ground holding his throat Jeez, crushes Adam's crazy. apple. Yeah, and so that's what she said. She was like, "I can't believe his Adam's apple did like explode or something." Like, like oh my God. it hit him. It hit him so hard and so square in the throat that it like it. <laughs> she said the noise he made. She had never heard a person oh. make because <laughs> it was like he got hit. So he got hit. So there's the pain of being hit. Then there's like the the yelp you want to. <laughs> from being hit then there's him trying to inhale after being hit you still need your throat to breathe and so, yeah. so she was like he got hit and he was like oh, uh, uh. <laughs> like all at once oh my God. and uh and then of course the dude that who threw the football comes over to like you know see if he's okay and everything is like very apologetic and then they <laughs> he got hit with the football so hard that yeah. the that the football when she looked on the ground and realized it was a football that hit him it was still spinning like it, it was wow <laughs> like a, like you know, like when you flip a coin and you let it hit the ground that's what yeah. it looked like 
Wow. Oh, it, it oh, made me wow. laugh. Are so they hard. still seeing each other? That's what we need to know. Oh no, they they dated for a little while. Yeah. And then oh, out. But wow, yeah. <laughs> but did she believe he was psychic after that? It seems like I know. It. It's like you 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 almost have to give some sort of credit right there so. to like I you're not you're not a good one. You're not yeah, a good psychic. I mean, was... But just because you're not good psychic doesn't mean you're not psychic. We always yeah. think that to be something, the person has to be good at it. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? to be called a thing. You have to yeah, be really good to be a it. Yeah, thing, true. you have to be, and it's like, no, you can be a bad chef. <laughs> true. Yeah. You can go to culinary school, everything, and still really burn stuff. Yeah, exactly. stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of our um, uh, friends here that's a comedian is chatting online, uh, Eugene. Um, now, do you ever have guests on your podcasts? So we're going to start having guests this year. So we've, we've been doing the podcast for like a year and a half mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. And we haven't done guests because it was just really us figuring out the vibe and the the fun of what the podcast is. But now we're, we're going to be having guests this year. Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, he said, I would love to be on Josh's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. We've yeah. had him on recently on our Local podcast. Comedian. Yeah. Cool guy. Yeah. yeah, really nice guy. Eugene. Basham. Basham. And coincidentally, is a martial artist, so his last name fits what he does, you know, yeah. on the side. <laughs> like, wow. What, yeah. a, what a fitting, yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. get better than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess there's, there's, the only thing I guess is like Kellum for like kill him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's. A, that one be, that's would, a, be pretty fire. If you were like a hitman or something, <laughs> that would work out. <laughs> So you so before hashtag you had an album called Elusive is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So it's a mix of um, music and stand up. So the music work as interludes in between the jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I co-wrote the songs and everything. But it is not me singing. I think a lot of people think that it's me singing, even though it's multiple people throughout mm-hmm. the mixtape that sing. Yeah. Uh, um, so none of those are me. I okay. hate to disappoint anyone yeah. who thought yeah. that it was, but yeah. that's not. I, I got I people know. to collaborate with me that are far more talented. Oh, really? But you wrote the lyrics, and someone else wrote the music for him. Yeah, so I would I would co-write the lyrics, and then um, they we had uh, Mike Realm producing, and then there were some tracks that were pretty much mostly produced by the time they came to us. Uh, so like there's one guy named Frankie Tsunami who did a remix of his initial single for the mixtape. So mm-hmm. there were some songs like that one, that one in particular where I had very little to do with it. Like I didn't write the lyrics for his, yeah. uh, remix or anything. Mm. So what made you decide to do comedy and music on the same album? I don't know if anyone's ever done that. Yeah. So I, I basically <clears throat> just have really always wanted to work on both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I, it just felt like 2020 was a perfect opportunity to do that. So mm-hmm. I spent the majority of 2020 working on it and, you know, learning. Mm-hmm. I'm still not that great of a producer or Mm-hmm. anything like i said i'm like half tone deaf so i'm still <laughs> learning a whole lot but yeah I, I just thought that it, it would be an interesting piece because i think that music has like a a staying power that stand up uh, doesn't always i think that mm-hmm. for the most part comedy is very much of the moment you're, you're talking about things yeah. that people find funny while they find them funny mm-hmm. and yeah. i think that with music even if you're doing the same thing with a song it can lead to something that's much more timeless and it's one of those things where uh, with music there's an interpretation taken away from the artist that could not even be what they intended um, and gives it lasting um, I guess a lasting effect for the audience like Mm -hmm. I I can't tell you how many times there's been someone who's told me how much they love a song but then if you see an interview by the artist um everything that they got out of the song is not what the artist was even writing about oh, or talking about or you know yeah. I mean? so it'll be someone who's like oh wow the song reminds me of my dad and it's just yeah. it's so sweet and it makes me think about the sundays that we would hang out together and then you talk to the artist and he's like oh i woke i wrote that about government overreach <laughs> yeah. so it's like yeah. you can't yeah. control that aspect and i think that because stand up 
is usually so much more direct. It's very hard to come away unless you're willfully trying to misunderstand. It's very hard to come away with a, a different meaning than the artist intended. Yeah. And so yeah. I felt like bonding those two together and having the music finish the thought that the stand-up was may give it lasting um just like like a replayability yeah. and a lasting impression that I don't know if it would have had the same amount of if it was a simply a like a comedy album or something. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Never thought of that really. No. But yeah. Uh -uh. Very true. Yeah. I think music does have yeah, more brings staying, you right back. staying power than comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like even when you there, there are some people who write great jokes that you're never gonna forget yeah. and that are yeah. always funny to you and everything. Mm -hmm. That's not like I'm not saying comedy can't do that. I'm just saying by and large, it usually doesn't. Like mm -hmm. yeah. people still listen to whole like people listen to music from the '60s and mm -hmm. love it very much. Yeah. And then people emulate music from the '60s to make new music, mm -hmm. but yeah. you don't really see that with comedy. Like yeah, like exactly. I don't know who like I, they have the on spotify even i think there are bob hope comedy albums i don't know who's listening to them. oh really <laughs> but Dang. it's like it, it's and it's the same era so it's like an era yeah. where there's a comedian that's like renowned that you know is yeah. incredible they're not getting replayed at the same rate that the music of their time was yeah yeah no definitely not yeah really true um on to I wanted to ask you about um, first of all your podcast. Now your co-host, he's also a comedian. Yeah, yeah. yeah co-host is Logan Nielsen, and yeah, he does stand up as well. We actually just did a run of shows together at Caroline's. Oh, cool! Um, wow. In New York, yeah, it was really fun. Nice. If you uh, run into Mark Norman, give him crap. Yeah, <laughs> for bailing on our podcast in Utah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when he was in Utah? Yeah. yeah. Last year we went to a show and uh, hit him up to uh, be on the podcast. We're like, we're coming to your show in Salt Lake. We'll bring our equipment. You know, you want to be on the podcast? And he was like, sure thing. And, bailed. you know, bailed last at the minute. last minute. And then <laughs> we had Idaho Comedy Fest and we had all these, we had stand-up New York people come in. And so we interviewed all these comics from New York City. And everyone that knew Mark Norman were like, tell him he was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be a just oh give yeah, him crap. yeah. Give him a little crap. <laughs> How was the festival, by the way? It was awesome. Yeah, it was really yeah. great. It was fun. They're uh, doing it again this year in yes. June. Yeah, uh, with Stand Up really New cool. York again. Just to see some new faces, and I mean, yeah. a ton of people came from New York. It was really cool. Yeah, there was probably at least thirty. I think from more. New York. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty mm. great. We did uh, nine podcasts in. Podcasts in two days. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <insane>. wow. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were exhausted. So, actually, we didn't see a ton of comedy no. at the Comedy Fest, we but we talked to cool people. Do you know um, Cypher like, Sounds? Cypher Sounds. Yeah. We talked yeah. with him. Um, Brett, Brett, Brett Raybold. Raybold. He was cool to Frankie Sonnen. French. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> Jeff. So, Jeff, Jeff Sheen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jeff Sheen is yeah. great. I used to yeah. live with Jeff Sheen. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, cool. He was my roommate when I first moved to New York. Oh, Him and nice. Amy Shanker were my roommates when Dang. I, we all moved to New York together. So you moved from Louisiana? Uh, from Chicago. So Chicago. I, I met them in Chicago. So like, uh, I grew up in Louisiana, but I started oh, okay. comedy in Chicago. And mm. then, you know, Jeff, Amy, and I all moved to New York around the same time. So we lived together for like two years, maybe even three, almost oh, wow. three, I think. And living in New York, we're talking tiny spaces, right? It yeah, it depends on where you are and how okay. much money you have. If you have a if you have a lot of money, you can <laughs> yeah. almost get a nice okay? place in Idaho. Like you like that <laughs> like it like a nice place in Idaho is millions of dollars in yeah, New York, exactly. you know? Yeah. And then uh outside of that, yeah, I the the conditions of my room when I lived with Jeff and Amy was not it wasn't like the worst. Like I wasn't in some box, oh, nice. but I was outside. Like, like it, like, outside. okay. So here's the thing. It was Shed? not, it was technically not outside because they had built the walls around it and everything. 
but it was outside. Like it was like, you know how you probably have this in Idaho, you know, how at the back of someone's house where like a patio or a deck would yeah. start. Yeah. It yes, was we have like that. Yeah. It was like, it, it would be like that. So it's like, I was essentially living in a room where they had clearly built walls around what could have been a deck. So maybe yeah. it was never a deck. But like oh, when no. you when you stepped over the threshold to Jeff and and my room, because we had a we had <laughs> essentially this big room that was separated by a false wall. And when you stepped over that, the the floor was freezing cold because the floor was as cold as outside was. Because oh, it was like God. a it was like a it wasn't stone, I don't think, but it was like the 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 floor Tile? was just this like it felt like stone almost, mm. and um, it wasn't until I had a sublet while I was gone that was like, "Bro, you're outside." That I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I am kind of." I <laughs> have you stay warm in the winter time. Yeah, there's there's yeah there's obviously heating like we had we had uh, oh, okay. the AC the, and everything, so it's deck. like we had the benefit of that. I didn't have a window unit. I, we actually had AC, which was like. Oh. Uh, huge in, in lots of parts of New York don't have that. Lots of really? buildings don't have that, right? So it's like it had plenty of its amenities and benefits. Like we had a dishwasher. Like, you know, it's not like we were uh, living in some sort of squalor. It's just yeah. we, Jeff and I were outside. Like it, like, <laughs> it was very, That's when it got cold, funny. it was very cold. And I would definitely go to bed with like a robe on and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and it was hard to get up in the morning because I knew my feet were going to touch the cold floor and everything. Yeah. Um, but Dang. woof. That's what you do. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Also, small world. Really. Yeah, kind really of thing, you know? yeah right? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> I was also watching on YouTube, uh, I think it was from a while ago, a Visit Seattle video with you in it. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I remember. To, navigate so around with no phone no access to internet and get places that yeah is so that's cool. it's a cool concept yeah it's very difficult it yeah. is yeah i but don't know do what it. i'm doing i don't know if you did but we used to yeah yeah we used to have to do it that <laughs> yeah. way i remember printing out the pages of oh yeah map, map quest, quest for my mom yeah. Me too. yeah and that Drive was like that especially if you if you so one there was a trip i went on with her i can't remember where we were and we had printed the map quest pages i think from the library <laughs> and then I don't know what happened. You lost a page. But, yeah, like one of the pages got out of order. <laughs> and and it, it really like we we had to like pull over and really reassess. <laughs> like where the heck we are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like like one staple would have saved us so much time. <laughs> yeah. But we but we were like, no, we can just toss it on the floor in the back seat when we're done with that page. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, wow. So did you end up way off of your path? Luckily, okay, luckily mm -hmm. my mom caught that things were not making sense almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And so then she pulled over. So we didn't end up in like a different uh, part of the country or something. But mm -hmm. it was like there was a moment of panic where, you know, because this is also back when uh, you – you couldn't like there wasn't the GPS. You had to have a Tom Tom. You had to have a whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember where we Thank were going. Thank for moms. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. Moms will save you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I did it one time with a a friend. This is like this was a little late. Like like one of us should have had a phone with some GPS <laughs> on it. But uh, there was one time where I was on a a short road trip with friends and they printed some pages and that was like <laughs> that was like at the cusp of of no one needing to do it anymore like yeah. we probably oh. shouldn't have done it we probably should have just like yeah all pitched in for one of us to have a better phone yeah, or exactly. gps yeah. my first phone was like huge and yeah. yeah oh mine was like a brick yeah it was like a yeah. giant thing that i laid in the seat next to me <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Crazy times. 
you had to have some big pockets and <laughs> i mean back then i used to wear like ben davis pants so they had huge pockets for really? a big ass brick phone <laughs> yeah yeah i can't even imagine like the you know we all talk about like that zach morris phone like that zach morris yeah. cell phone and yeah. it's like that's that's a murder weapon that's yeah. not even it's not it's not even something that you can like actually use yeah like, you can no. make you can use it to make calls only mm. <laughs> yeah that's it that's all they did back then but to be honest the first phone i had was bigger than that one and it was metal it was a I don't know, like the first Nokia ever. Mm. It was huge. It's like that. Dang. <laughs> it's crazy how, uh, you know, it feels like when we go through like a new invention, right? So there'll be something where it's too big and clunky, it's clumsy, it's whatever. Then it gets sleek, it gets smaller, it gets thinner or whatever. <laughs> but then when you look at the military version of any of those things, it's, it looks like the old thing true yeah yeah so then there's people weird. there's people like running around with like go bags in other countries like i don't know if they're on missions or not but i'm just saying like i've seen uh the footage of the, the military hell? calling people on phones and it's like that's a 90s cell phone <laughs> yeah yeah Giants. like what are, like what do they know that we don't know yeah true yeah i think Maybe that's some the of most that reliable old... phone that uh, probably yeah, just some old like radio technology that hooks up to any satellite or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know the science behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have a new special coming out, right? Um, yeah. So I basically got together with some other comics that I really, really enjoy, and we recorded a, a comedy mixtape. So mm -hmm. unlike Elusive, there won't be as much music or anything on it, but there will be more comics besides just me. And that's okay. going to come out uh, February 25th. And yeah. it's called Channel Black. And so it'll be us. It'll be uh, me, Dulce Sloan, Ashton Womack, Randall Otis, CJ Hunt. And uh, then there's going to be excerpts, like little interludes in there that are lesser known speeches from uh, black activists and everything. Oh, cool. oh, okay. And now is that going to be audio or video or both? So that one's going to be audio. It'll be anywhere you listen to music. It'll come okay. out. So Spotify, Pandora, Apple, Tidal, okay. all that stuff. Okay. Cool. I will have February to 25th. February 25th. Yeah. Not too long. No. Awesome. Where was that? So how did everybody contribute on that? So we got together on one night and we had two shows and just okay. had a great time. Everybody did, uh, you know, like 12 to 15 minutes. And then mm -hmm. we obviously had to edit some of it down for length mm -hmm. of the overall mixtape. But um, that the show was the biggest part of it. And then the mm -hmm. other part was working with uh, Mike Realm, again, who EP'd Elusive and uh, uh, Miles Sinoski and, and they both produced and mixed and mastered respectively the um the different tracks so miles is like an incredible engineer like audio engineer oh, so cool. he helped restore so a lot of uh a lot of like tracks that didn't have the best quality because of how mm -hmm. old they were uh and so yeah. you know mike uh put them to music and then miles sort of like what's the best word for it sort of like re-engineered some of the corrosion in in uh some of the mm. clips because some of it is like from like one of them's from like 1921 or something so oh, oh, dang. Wow. wow yeah it's like early audio it's like yeah. all scratchy oh that's yeah. really cool though yeah so it's, yeah, it's gonna be fun i'm excited for people to check it out and yeah. just have fun with it overall yeah definitely now were you a writer first or a comedian first uh, definitely a comedian first. I started writing years ago, but um, mm. for the most part, I just wrote stand up to begin with. And then I started trying to write for different publications and uh, and little outlets here and there. And mm. then we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. 
carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I got a job at The Tonight Show, and then I... How do you I... do that? How yeah, does a person work? do that? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the funny enough, the, the Tonight Show came about from stand-up, because oh. I had submitted a tape to do stand-up on the show, and mm-hmm. the head writer at the time really liked my set, so, you know... He asked my manager if I'd be willing to send in a, a couple of jokes, like a packet of jokes. And so yeah. I did. And then they they liked them. And then they asked me to send in another packet just to, I guess, make sure it wasn't a fluke. And yeah. then um, I did. And then they brought me in for an interview and I chatted with the producers and the head writer and you know everything and then ended up getting the job. And so I was there in 2016. Wow. And then in 2017, I... Got a job at the the Daily Show, and yes. so I've been at the Daily Show ever since, and just working on my own projects and doing stand up on top of that. Mm. That is so wow, cool. So, yeah. how do you write for the Daily Show? Can you be at home and send in your? Yeah, I mean, so we've been working from work? home for a while uh, since the pandemic, because you know just wanted to make sure everybody's safe and yeah. um, able to, you know, work without anxiety and everything so it's been great to um still be able to send in my jokes and and work with people even if obviously you love being with the people um you know i I really enjoy everyone that i work with but i think that it's been um a really good experience to like work on my myself and my jokes and everything and send them in and you know we still collaborate daily so it's not like that aspect is gone but yeah. you, you, so you look at what's happening in the world and then you write jokes and send them in. Is that? Yeah. I mean, it, it's mostly, um, we get a sense of what we might talk about oh, Okay. sometimes even the day before, but yeah, you know, it, it's mostly about, um, taking a general perspective that you have about mm-hmm. things that are happening in the world. And then you basically try to turn it on its head in a sense of, of what, you know, what humor might be there or what at least interesting takeaways there are from it. And then you, you move forward accordingly as far as like what the show needs as far as jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now are there a lot of writers for the daily show and are you assigned like a segment or how does that work? Um, yeah, you can be, I mean, I, I don't know what a lot would, entail like i guess i've heard of some shows having like six writers and then some shows have like 30 and you know whatever mm-hmm. like um i think we have 12 but yeah it's like it's it's one of those things where i i think that every show late night or sitcom or anything finds over time the right fit and uh, the right amount of people that makes a, a cohesive unit so it's it's always interesting to look at rooms and and see how many people were brought on. Like even with award shows, sometimes with award shows, there's like three people brought on, and then sometimes there's like you know twelve. Or yeah. you know with with yeah. roasts, it's the same way. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes there's like nine people, sometimes there's four. So it <laughs> yeah. it really is up to the to the um, I imagine for most shows, it's up to the showrunner. But I don't know that much about the the overall process of like how people budget for rooms and stuff like that. Like I think that a lot of uh, places have made a shift now. I'm interested in how rooms are going to be moving forward after the pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Is it? It's not over. <laughs> no, it's definitely not over. We thought it was for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you know, you, you you keep going in your your um general right direction, I guess. Like you know, there's there's all of these like um aspects of the pandemic that we use as metrics to decide how bad or good things are going, and they seem to be edging in a positive direction which is nice yeah yeah i think uh, idaho just um went off of like i don't know critical status for hospital you know oh, populations. yeah but i Finally. had covid last week yeah last week she oh, had it. for the oh, second no. time yeah i had it yeah we both had it and 
Thanksgiving. November 2020. Yeah. This time she got it and I and didn't get it. I mean, we were in, we didn't quarantine or we were I, still in I the did same wear a bedroom. Mask in the but house once I yeah, realized. Did, but, but yeah, it was, yeah. it was basically, I think it was, uh, it was just a congestion, sore throat. For yeah, a couple yours days was and, really like a cold. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, man. Oh, yeah, you well, know, I'm glad you're all right. Thank you. Yeah, and I didn't want to give it to anybody, so I just hold up. Actually, I cleaned the house from top to bottom, honestly. She did, I, yeah. I went crazy. She yeah, loved it. Yeah. very deep. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so. man. So on your podcast, uh, do you do the edi- editing, your co-host? Do you have an editor? Uh, so, yeah, Logan does a lot of the, oh, of the real work. That goes yeah. into the podcast. You know what I mean? Like I, yes. I, I feel like my part. job is to feel the world for experiences and stories, and uh, then talk to yeah. people and you know get a sense of like even the even the Valentine's Day episode that we have coming out tomorrow. That like a lot of that spawned from just hanging out with my friends and talking about the the subject with them and you know if they yeah. had ever experienced anything and then getting their permission to tell it on the podcast and stuff so that's like the main thing but then yeah logan does a lot like a lot a lot so he's doing a the editing he's doing like um Uploading. a lot of the handling of yeah. the of like the not not necessarily just equipment but like he takes uh the the lead as far as like any tech concerns and stuff so mm-hmm. If we're working on getting better cameras or something, it's like I'm always leaning on him to let me know what the best move is, like what's the most helpful. Yeah. That's nice. Gotcha. But you are now getting into, or you've been into a while, kind of trying or working on producing music or? Yeah. So I've been, I've been trying to learn for a while. Um, And then um, I've also spent some time with people who know more than me. Yeah. that's the best way to learn. <laughs> yeah. So it's like been leaning on them real hard. Lots of questions. I'm asking some questions uh, over and over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Definitely. So you're an Emmy nominated writer. Is that for writing for The Daily Show? or is Yeah. That yeah. So that's for writing for The Daily Show. I think that was in 2020 that we that we got nominated. Okay. Does that give you like a career boost or how's that work for you? I'd like to think so, but we'll see. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe not. Not yet though. Yeah. I, that would be great, but you know. Yeah. So you said, um, Dolce Sloan is on the new special that you're on and I was listening to your, uh, live episode. (laughs) Uh, Have you just done one live episode so far? Yeah, yeah, just just one live one, and it was a great time. She was yeah. an amazing guest. We're going to definitely have her on more. Uh, Dulce's so funny. Yeah, she just came in hot when she right when she came in, and uh, it was funny because she started talking about some flat Earth guy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying the word was like <laughs> world was like only like thirty blocks, um, and he wanted uh, to visit Idaho. <laughs> I yeah. Know a lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone said Idaho was a lie. I think yeah. that might have been you. <laughs> but, but yeah, this is yeah. The flat Earth people want to come here. I mean, that's, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's what's the reason again? Why they want to come here? To yeah. Idaho? Is there is there something about there the is. Earth that? Well, there's something about Idaho. I, I, I think, think there's something just about theories like that in Idaho and you know I think we may attract weird people (laughs) weird people people yeah that you know are into a lot of conspiracy theories everything people you know maybe people in militias I don't know if we have those bombers you know northern Idaho yeah yeah but it's a great state (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're good So we've been, well, I've only been in New York once and, Me too. Uh, yeah. as a tourist and, uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. I would, I had to, that was actually my f- favorite non snowboarding vacation was going to New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was pretty fun. We yeah. kind of went and watched, um, have you ever seen Avenue Q? No, no, but I've, I've heard a couple of the songs. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Amazing. Pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Doe, doe. Yeah. So now, 
Um, I forget if this was on your hashtag special or another clip I saw about catfishing the KKK. Can you oh, tell yeah, us about that? Oh, yeah, that's like its own clip, yeah. Okay. So what you had this uh, Craigslist addiction, addiction, is that when that happened? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely how I would describe it. I just was like, I don't know, I was like a, a kid home alone a lot after school. And so how you get on you Craigslist. This time? That's a good question. I feel like, like, here's the thing. I did this, I did this for like a couple years. Couple so years. it's like, it's, it's like it all really mushes together because the thing is, especially when you're in high school, it's like when you're in high school, everything is such a big deal every year. But then as you get older, the further away you get from it, you're like, was that senior year or was that immediately? Like, you, mm-hmm. like it all just becomes like one little chunk of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, I was like in this weird place as well, where I'm sure a lot of teenagers are like this, where like at, there's a certain age where you kind of just want to do things to see what happens. Like you just mm-hmm. want, like you haven't, you don't have enough life experience or really any life experience. So then anything that pops up, that's like, that's like interesting in the least you're, you're like your eyes light up. There's like a, a fire yeah. that goes off in your brain and everything. Um, but yeah, I did that clip and then I did like, you know, what's funny now is that there are things that, um, I have a, a decent amount of content out. So then mm-hmm. there are things that I have out that are stories and then there's comedy central clips and then there's just random clip. Like I, I found like a random clip someone made of me from like, like six years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is, this is why, like, especially if you're living in the present, I suppose you're, you're always thinking that this is you right now. Mm -hmm. So when you see yourself from years ago, you're like, Oh wow, that was me too. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if y'all, cause how long have y'all been doing the podcast? Uh, we're coming up on three years now. Yeah. So it's like, if you saw a clip from year one, you'd be like, wow, (laughs) we were horrible. If we heard an audio. Yeah. Yeah, we, we started out audio. just audio. Actually, yeah. our first audio episode had yeah. zero editing. And it was it. like really? six minutes long. Zero editing, yeah, six <laughs> minutes like, long. Like, how do we do this? What are we doing? It was That's bad. It's bad. It's I mean, out that, there still. That is actually very funny. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. It's still out there. It's yeah, yeah it's in our feed <laughs> everywhere. So, but I mean, you start and you progress, and like now we're doing editing for other people's podcasts. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 that's great. And <laughs> it, it it's also one of those things where, especially as we get older, sometimes it's very easy to get discouraged and try, mm-hmm. like, give up on things that you're not already good at because you're like, the, the way it was described to me is that when you're a little kid, you're bad at everything. You're like, you're bad at walking, you're bad at talking, yeah. you're bad at everything. And so as you get older, you get good at things along with the things that you get good at to be a regular person. And it's not until you're much older that you know how good you are at some things and how bad you are at other things. And and the time (laughs) it takes to get good at new things is the same as it was the same as it would have been before. So, you know, like you you mentioned you've started playing ukulele and stuff. It's like when you pick up a ukulele, you're a baby with that ukulele. Like you're like you. It's, it's, it's nothing. You can't yeah. do anything. No. Right. Yeah. And then as you get better and then there's, there's probably another thing you'll take up. Like you'll, you'll like that. I find that with language too. Language mm. is something where if you start learning another language, you might as well be a baby learning that oh, language. Exactly. Like that's how you sound. Yeah. You like yeah. can't sound out the words quite right. It's like no. none of it's hitting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely true. I remember when I actually got my first ukulele and it was probably about two weeks to my first lesson and I was messing around with it and I couldn't make anything that sounded like music with it at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. then how like, proud you were for like, you know, Mary had a little lamb and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you learned that kind of stuff <laughs> he was first. Very proud. And like, Check yeah, out my it new song. <laughs> <laughs> right? Silent night. Yeah. Yeah. Right, next right. stop, billboard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you grew up in Louisiana, right? How long were you there for? I've actually never been to Louisiana. Mm-mm. 
uh, you're doing fine. It's not. <laughs> it's not <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was in Louisiana from like, what? From when I was born to when I was like 22. Oh, and then man. Chicago? And then Chicago. Oh, okay. And then New York. Yeah. Did you meet Andrew Santino in Chicago? No, I think he had left before oh, okay. I got there or was okay. leaving right around the time that I got there because I, I you know, I'm familiar with, with him and everything, but I feel like he was in LA by the time I was in okay. Chicago. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But a lot of cool, cool clubs in Chicago. We've never been there. It's on my list of places to yeah, go. Yeah, I want to go there. Seems like an awesome place. Yeah. What is Chicago like? Julia, so you, were Chicago's you right in the great. city? It's a great comedy city. Um, yeah, so I was in Rogers Park the whole time. Uh, so that's like very north. It's, it's like almost Evans, Evanston, Illinois. Uh, oh, okay. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful place to start doing comedy. It's mm. really fun. Are there a lot of clubs out there? Yeah, there's, there's actually quite a few. When I was there, there was like four or five. Because mm. uh, you have Zanies, you have uh, Laugh Factory, Comedy Bar, and then you have, it was Jokes and Notes, but now I think there's a place on the south side called The Revival or something. Okay. And uh, so there's usually four or five clubs around. And then that's on top of the comedy theaters. So then improv is big in Chicago. So there's at least three theaters at any given time. So there's like, there was Second City when I was there and IO and Annoyance. Yeah. And I think like Second City has been like bought out or something or they're going through some changes. And I think IO closed temporarily. It might be open again. I don't know. And mm -hmm. then the Annoyance um, is still there to my knowledge. So where do you think of as home? Louisiana, Chicago? Um, I think, yeah. you know, I go to Georgia um, sometimes. That's where my family is now. And so oh, it's a mix okay. between like georgia and chicago like i always mm -hmm. feel at home when i'm in chicago and everything yeah. but um georgia's where more family is and does new york work in terms of business i mean yeah. would you stay in yeah, new york it's, it's like a it's a great base to be at it's where mm -hmm. a lot of things are happening and you get to meet a lot of great people so yeah. i'm always happy about that yeah. yeah i i think we loved it, it it was just so different and it, you have to like be ready for anything yeah. kind of in New York. Well, even being, I'm from that. like the Bay Area in California and New York is still different from, you know, like San Francisco, you know, it in is. a way. You gotta I be mean, on. Different vibe, really. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. maybe that's just because I've been to San Francisco way more than I've been to New York City. And maybe. so, yeah, yeah, that could be, but crazy yeah we had tickets to take the greyhound bus back to philadelphia one night that thing was delayed by like four hours so people we were, were like mad oh yeah, there were some we're, people we're not used to that they were yelling up yeah and one lady was about to yeah. pass out we're like yeah. i was like i have a credit card i'm going to pay a lot of money to take the us. amtrak yeah. back to <laughs> philadelphia yeah. i gotta get out of here so yeah. we had to you book did the it right down thing. to penn station <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it was fun, but it was like, you got to be like ready for anything. Yeah, you got to know codes to go to the bathroom. If you're walking around, you know, yeah. Starbucks, yeah. what's the code? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are there, I, I wondered this while we were there, are there apps out there that just have like bathroom codes in New York City or um, databases? I don't know if anywhere? they have codes, but there's definitely an app that lets you know where the free bathrooms are. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. yeah. That would have gotcha. been helpful. Yeah, that definitely yeah. would have. Yeah. We just ended up buying bunches of food to like go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what <laughs> the they want sandwich. you to do. But there's a there's a couple out there that'll let you slide. They'll let you go right. in. Okay, that's <laughs> nice. good. Now, uh, listening to or watching actually your special hashtag, um, uh, and just kind of seeing write ups about you being a storyteller, um, watching that special. Um, first of all. Did you just kind of learn your storytelling skills on your own? Because when I was watching that, I was like, you told stories in a way where I was like, okay, I got to wait and hear the end of this story. Yeah, I mean, I think that some of it is is coming from Louisiana and being around really great storytellers and everything. And then mm -hmm. the rest was like polished off in Chicago because I, I think that that's, there's like a mode and a, and a demeanor that a lot of... Um, 
a lot of comics have in Chicago that just as a collective group, I think rubs off on everybody. And it's why the, I think a lot of comics coming out of Chicago are very sharp and they're just like, there's not just, it's not just a confidence. It's also just a, um, a decision-making and what is interesting and what's worth telling. And mm. so I, th I think that though living in those two places really help solidify whatever storytelling skill, um, I have or anything like I, I think that also stories are what I'm passionate about because it's how we relate to each other and each other's experiences. It's like the most direct way to um, transfer experience to a person. Mm. So do you come from a long line of storytellers? Uh, my grandma told great stories, oh, cool. like like really, really great stories. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, it's it's really been her as the main one that I, that I look back and I'm like, wow, that was like when I was a little and she would tell me a story, I was like, Oh, this is crazy. And she knew what yeah. details to pick, to highlight, to, um, keep the story moving forward and everything. And there were some, um, where I don't know. She also knew how to shock. Like she knew how to like drop something in that was then, yeah not just not what you expected it was just like something that maybe she might even treat it like it's not a big deal to mm -hmm. like heighten the fact that it is you know so yeah. my grandma's like one of the main ones that i can credit with oh, that's cool. telling me really great stories when i was young that weren't just storybook stories like stories from her life you know yeah, yeah. oh wow. that's awesome nice yeah. and then now um did you go to school to be a writer or is that just something you decided you were going to no. do one day so, and just worked on no, it no not really i i went to school studying design and um, so when i was studying design for lighting for theater and dance and everything like that um i wasn't even an actor or anything uh but i i really had a passion being around the theater it always excited me i loved being part of production i loved seeing what I worked on helping to build out a bigger show. Mm. And to the, to this day, I think that's still kind of what I'm doing. Like, I think that that's the beginning of, of what I do and like why I do it the way that I, and how I feel about art and collaboration and everything um, is because I got to come up in theater like that. And mm -hmm. then, yeah, sure enough, I did not use my degree at, at all. Like, like, yeah. what, like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I did it for like six months after college. And I guess, you know, in those six months, it did yield me a good amount of money and experience. But then once I moved to Chicago, I just went in all in on stand up because I, I just couldn't do both. And so I chose stand up and then, you know, ended up nice. uh, ended up going very well. Yeah. And did your family support you in yeah. that move? Like not using your degree yeah, and just like kind of going rogue a little bit? Yeah. I imagine my mom was always worried um, mm -hmm. about it, but I, I think that, you know, she quickly realized how serious I was about it oh, and everything nice. and how like uh, how seriously I was taking everything. So it wasn't going to be some like dead end thing. Good. Yeah. How many years did it? take you to just kind of feel like you were getting somewhere in comedy um you know i've been blessed enough to where i felt like i was getting somewhere each year because it was i think there was enough progress each year more so than the year before that i felt like i was heading in the right direction the whole time like i i haven't had the experience of being discouraged enough to think like oh man, I'm making a really bad decision or something oh, wow. because I think that I didn't start making money with comedy. I, I think I was lucky enough to not start making money with comedy till it was time until it was like actually going to be beneficial in the way that I could look at it as a business as well. And so my first year, you know, outside of like some spot pay here and there, I didn't mm -hmm. make any money. Um, and then around year two, I think year two is the first time I did a college and mm -hmm. then from there, like year three and stuff was when I was really like learning about myself, learning more about how the ins and outs of how everything work and learning to, um, to take the, the business side of it, not just like seriously, but to see if there's, um, if there's any room for improvement, try and make those improvements myself and everything. So it's, 
every year has been like a real blessing. So it's, it hasn't been a, a thing of like really big swings of up and down years, oh, you know? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, because that is doesn't seem a lot of the comedians that we've we talked hear. to. Yeah, um, like ten years. Ten years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've also been very blessed with the amount of chances people have given me. So it's like I've I've definitely had my breaks and my opportunities that I don't I I, I don't discount for a second. Like sometimes when you're like when a person has any form of um of opportunity or success they think that it's like oh i just must be that great and it's like maybe but maybe in the randomness of the universe someone is taking a chance on you or doing you a favor or being kind to you and so it's important not to discount those those moments yeah. as well like i've yeah. had a lot of those so i can't pretend like i haven't been very lucky in the thing that i've decided to do yeah um, going back to college shows, because I've heard a lot of comedians complain about them, but they also seem like a stepping stone, you know, too. How do you feel about them? <laughs> I enjoy it. I mean, I, I haven't had like a bad college experience. Um, mm. So I've been very lucky in that way where people are usually pretty upfront with me about like, if there's if there's some weird thing like i know when you go to utah there's like some schools you do where you can't talk about coffee or something oh, so it's like yeah. there's some things that are yeah yeah there, there are some things that are like super offbeat like that where if someone yeah. tells you ahead of time then it's like all right i at least know yeah um so i have heard horror stories from comedians of like right before they go up someone's like oh yeah and don't talk about this thing and they're like yeah. oh well, okay yeah, that's my whole set so, <laughs> yeah but it's my coffee set yeah yeah right my whole 60 <laughs> minutes it. on coffee yeah um so no i've been very i've been very lucky to have done oh, some great shows I've, I've done a few bad ones but even the bad ones weren't like it was only the fault of the of the the organizer, not the fault of the students. Like I had this, um, this set one time where they scheduled my set right before they were going to announce who won a car. Oh and, gosh, and it was like, it was insane. It was, it was, it was like, so I started my set and the first half of my set's going well, but then the auditorium just floods with all these kids who are showing up specifically to see who won the car. Oh, and so geez. then it's like the last half of my set, I just ate it. Cause it was of like, course. yeah, they don't care. No. Yeah. They want to win the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like. Oh, I was exhausted with it. That was like, that was, that was a definite bad one. Other ones are like fine. Even, even if it's bad, it's an experience, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't, I don't stress out about colleges in that way. Yeah. All right. Before we get out of here, I have two more questions. Yeah. Uh, first one is, uh, so besides touring with Trevor Noah, writing for the daily show or there besides other, that. Uh, yeah, besides <laughs> that stuff, uh, is there, are there other projects you're working on right now? Yeah, so I have another mixtape that's going to come out later in the year um, okay. after Channel Black comes out. And then um, besides the podcast, Logan and I are going to do like some more touring throughout the year and stuff, like go out together uh, a few more times at least mm -hmm. and as many more times as we can. And then, um, yeah, I think I think that's that's mainly it. I think that those Sounds things like are going to take up a lot of the rest of my time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Okay. One question I have to ask, and Wendy does not want me to ask this question and I don't know who, how, you know, we were discovered, but was it you or Amanda? I was curious how you guys heard about us. <laughs> oh yeah. I think, okay. For the most part, I think I was just like cruising around Facebook Mm -hmm. uh one day and and stumbled on i think it was a clip or it may have just been your page mm -hmm. and i was like reaching out to amanda i was like hey you know let's see if we can hang out for a little while you know yeah. thank you yes. Yes. yeah thank you <laughs> yeah so just you know that. keep doing everything that you're doing make sure to you know always always that's the thing that i found out whether it was with elusive or any other project it's like always ask people if they want to be part of your thing because you never know mm. who's going to be excited to or it's going to have yeah. time to and you didn't expect it like True. that stuff is is um 
is always a pleasant surprise because the worst thing that can happen is nothing. The worst thing that can yeah. happen is you reach yeah, out to exactly. someone and you're exactly. like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't respond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So we're the official podcast of the lounge. And if you ever get to Boise, we would yes. love to have you at the lounge. I think we gave Amanda yeah. the info. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a venue. They do, uh, besides uh, other things, they do a lot of comedy shows there that's where the uh idaho comedy fest was last year uh this year it'll be there and a couple other locations as well yeah. so yeah if you ever make it uh hit up the lounge uh talk to them and get in on the show yes. we'll come watch yes. yeah, yeah we can meet in person thank you. <laughs> yeah yeah so i thank appreciate you so it so much josh yes thank yeah. you for, being you for round here. two we yeah, and we being, did uh, yeah, understanding. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And best of luck with the the show and the ukulele. Like, yes, things are you. things are coming up hot. You know, yes. popping. And <laughs> also, we are opening a second studio. studio on February twenty third in Boise. Yes. Oh yeah. wow! Okay, yeah, congratulations. So. Thank, thank you, you. so thank you so much for being on the show tonight it was great talking to you yes. yeah um, it was great talking to you thank you so much for having me i appreciate you thank you and let's do our outro right. and we'll get out of here i'm signing out i'm signing off i'm chris adam i'm wendy mosher hashtag get toasted stay toasted and thank, thank you, you josh, josh johnson. johnson so much we appreciate you thank yeah y'all have a great night you too, you too. Good tell night. amanda hi i yes. will yeah thank you <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs>